right, so um, there are a few related questions which I want to answer all at one go um, because they're very related and then learn certain key theological lessons and draw spiritual applications, all right? So now the three related questions are this. Now the first one, um, this young boy asked, now did we all come from Adam and Eve? If so, does it mean that we are all related, all right? So that is the first question. Then the second question is, well, someone else asked, well, actually, it's the same, same person. Does that mean that we are all, that we all come from Noah then? So the person, if all come from Adam and Eve, but well, then from Noah, what about from Noah? Since everyone else was killed in the flood. Now, then the third question is, since we are all from Adam, why is Christ called the last Adam? All right? So why is the need for a last Adam, as taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. All right, so I'll, I'll put all these three questions um, and answer them together, okay? Now, first and foremost, let us um, answer this question. I know that all of you say, yeah, of course, we are all from Adam and Eve. Now, please turn your Bibles to Genesis. Right, uh, sorry, Genesis chapter 1. Okay, Genesis chapter 1. Well, very straightforward. Let's just read verse 28. Uh, so, 27 and 28 reading. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All right, let's look at chapter 4, verse 1. All right. Um, chapter 4, verse 1, now reading. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Verse, chapter 4, verse 25, reading. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said, she, said she had appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. All right, and then from Genesis 5, you see generations, um, from Adam until Noah. Okay, so now, yeah, it's quite obvious that we are all from Adam, okay? Now, is there any particular significance that we are all from Adam, right? So when this child asks, then he says, well, are we all related? Are we all related, okay? So in what way are we related? Let me say, of course, we are then related, all right? Maybe I'll use this. All right, so we have Adam. Okay, invisible ink. Right, so we have Adam, and then we have Eve, right? Adam and Eve. Now then, out of that, 
Well, mankind, right? Mankind. And, of course, we're all related in that sense, right? We all come from the same great-great-great-great-great-grandfather and grandmother. Now, is there a particular significance about this? Then, of course, now, then we turn next, all right? Let's, let's turn to... So now to the second question. I will put it all together and explain to you when scriptures tell us these things, um, there are great significant theological um, understanding that we must know why God is bringing these things up. Okay, now we turn next. Okay, we turn next to the um, second question. Now, does it mean also that we all came from Noah? That we all came from Noah since everyone was killed from the flood? Then let's turn to Genesis Right, Genesis chapter 7. Now let's read verse 13 together. In the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth and the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Okay, now then we turn, for example, to chapter 8. Chapter 8. Or maybe chapter 9, all right? Chapter 9. Verse 1, right? Chapter 9, verse 1. Reading together. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Right? Same words. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now, let's look up here. God said this to Adam and Eve. Correct? And, he's, and we know in the middle of it, well, majority of mankind got wiped out by the flood. Um, and then we have Noah and family. All right, Noah and family. Now, of course, it's only this that came out of the ark. Then the rest of mankind will, in that sense, um, come from Noah and family, correct? So it is true. Now, turn to Genesis chapter 10. Oh, sorry, Genesis chapter 9 still. I'm sorry, chapter 9. Now, let's read verses 18 and 19 together. Genesis chapter 9, verses 18 and 19, reading. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. So it's obvious. God says this is what happened. Okay, now, maybe at this point, um, there is always a related question, all right? A related question. Now, if that's the case... If that were the case, well, at least from this stretch, right? From this stretch and also, well, thereafter, there are also people that ask, then how come, then are we allowed to marry our siblings? Because you can't avoid the fact that Adam and Eve, well, they gave birth to children, right? The first set of children on earth. Then in order for them to replenish, it will be within the family, correct? It will be within siblings, Right? So, now, are we allowed to marry, well, close kins, all right, siblings? Well, if God, God told them, right, go and replenish, God did make it very clear, go and replenish. Okay, then after this will be, well, very close cousins, go and replenish. Now, so, how do you answer that? Um, let me see. Uh, Matthew. I know the very thought of marrying your sister is gross to you and you will never want that. But how is it that then um, it was okay? Then you want to marry your sister? 
No, but you still need to answer this question. <laughs> now, why is it then? That it's, God told them to do that. So why not now? Back then they were what? Sorry, louder. They were on, the only people on earth, so it was not wrong. All right? Well, so if it's not wrong, well, now should be all right as well, right? Why not? Um, if a... They were what? Sorry? There were already lots of people. But still, you see, if it's okay then, if it's okay then, then whether there are many people or not many people, it should still be okay, correct? Maybe I ask, uh, uh, let me see, Caleb. Say again. God did not tell us to do it now. How do you know? Okay, very good example. Well, he said in the New Testament, in the New Testament, there was the case that we've been studying about as well, right? Um, the, a, a, a man married the, um, married the, well, there was kind of like incest, married the um, mother who is not the real mother, right? but not real mother, but the husband's another wife, all right? So God calls it incest. And say, oh, this is sin, all right? So he said, well, if this case, it is sin, then God told us not to do it anymore. So somehow along the way, it became sin. That's what you're saying, is it? Okay. Now, what about in the, so was it all right in the Old Testament? Was it all right in the Old Testament, Phoebe? No. Why? Why do you say so? Not sure. God what? The, louder. The children what? Judah and Tamar, right? Well, Judah and Tamar, okay. Yes, you know, there was, there, there was terrible consequences out of sin. But now, please turn your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 18, for example. Leviticus chapter 18. Now, for example, in um, verse, let me see, um, verse, oh, plenty of it, um, verse 8, all right, verse 8, the nakedness of thy father, thy father's wife, shall not, shall thou not uncover, it is thy father's nakedness. So the New Testament case was this, right, God said it's sin. Then it says, the naked, verse 9, the nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father, or daughter of thy mother, whether she be born at home or be born abroad, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover. All right? The nakedness, verse 10, the nakedness of thy son's daughter or thy daughter's daughter, even the nakedness shall not, their nakedness thou shalt not uncover, for theirs, is, uh, for theirs is thine own nakedness. And it goes on and goes on, right? So there came a point, okay, look up here, um, 
God did tell, we read in both cases, all right? God did tell, go and multiply. Go and multiply. And then, same, go and multiply, all right? But we know that in scriptures, the children of Israel at a certain point, they were given specific um, commandments that this is no longer allowed. So God who says this, and here God also says at this point, it stops. You're not allowed to do that, okay? So God said both. Now, the question is, why? 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 Right? Why was incest initially okay? Why is incest not longer, no longer okay? Um, Grisia. Say again. Okay, because at this time need to multiply, and then at this time um, need to multiply, so it's okay. So, um, now, did God say very specifically why? Okay, God did not. This, this is one of those things. God said, multiply, yes, yeah, need to multiply, God says multiply. And at a certain point, God says, no more, no more. Now, in fact, when these things happen, um, nowadays especially, um, well, maybe I ask Colin, is it true that when siblings, when incest happens, sometimes, if not very often, the child can turn up with um, genetic errors, genetic problems, right? So we know medically, these things happen. Now, before that, no, they, the Bible tells us they multiplied, they multiplied, they multiplied, and all is fine. In fact, the, out of them were the whole earth overspread, all right? So at that point of time, they were all fine. At a certain point, when God says no more, and when it begins to happen, well, God knew that some genetic problems will happen, so no more. Multiplied already, now I give you new, new laws. God did not say why, but we know that there are genetical problems when it happens, okay? Now, so, well, some, some surmise, all right? Is it exactly true or not? But, well, scientifically, there seems to be some reason. Now, some say that because, well, at this point, man um, has mankind, at least, um, is, well, not that sinful, okay? So, as, as they go on, then as they commit more and more sin, well, they be, their, their, their being becomes more and more corrupt, even physically. Sin affects us physically as well. So some say, well, genetically, man has changed so much because of the sinfulness. Then God says, stop, all right? Um, so some say that. But some argue against that. It's possible to argue against that. Well, by, remember by the, this time when God um, 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 wipe out the world except for this family. God did say that the thoughts of men were continually evil. They were very wicked already. So, well, maybe here, Noah and family, they were also genetically, genetically the same group as the people at this point of time, right? So, say maybe not due to genetics. But, but we know that God did not explain why. We know that God said multiply, then God said don't now stop this. And we also know that genetically some things happen, okay? So, we do not know, but we know that God did say both things, okay? So I just want to make sure that we understand this. Now, we come to then the, the, the bigger question. So we have this. Then we have Noah and family. Now, maybe I'll ask you this question. What is the difference, all right? So you answer this child. They ask two questions together. What is the difference with us coming from Adam and Eve? Maybe I use another color. Us coming from Adam and Eve 
and us coming from us coming from Noah, right? Any difference? Well, but God wants to show that. What is the difference? What do you think? Do you answer my question? Okay, uh, Benedict, you answer my question? Okay, the smartest is always say, no, but I know after this morning you are truly truthful, right? Uh, okay, uh, JB. You know, every time I say your name, I think of durians. <laughs> because JB to us is Johor Baru, and we always go there to eat durians. <laughs> right, JB. All right, so I rephrase for those, I, I say again for those who are in the cry room, is it, is it because, that the difference, what, is, is it significant, anything to think about, or just, ah, whatever, you know, it came from here, came from here, or is it, like JB says, this one, well, let's use, let's use red. Now, so JB says, is it important to note that from Adam and Eve, it has to do with original sin, Right? There's a significance. But from Adam, from um, Noah and, and, and family, it is just, well, yeah, we came from Noah. But more significant is the tracing back to Adam and Eve. Has it to do with the significance of original sin? What do you think? Um, uh, what do you think, uh, Julius? You think, well, that's an important point, the original sin? Yes, <laughs> easy to answer. I shall not ask why do you think so. Now, that is a very important um, theological understanding that Christian must have because this has to do with how God will save you, why you became a sinner and how God will save you, all right? Now, turn, um, turn with me now, all right, to this part. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So you must understand how God explains certain things to us about our salvation, about the way He works. First Corinthians chapter 15. Now, verse um, 45. Alright, 45. Now, let's read together. And so it was written... The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Now, we know the last Adam here refers to Christ, okay? To Christ. Now, now the question is this. Why must God make another, God have another Adam, all right? And why is Christ, Christ called the last Adam? Why not just call him Christ, Jesus Christ, Savior, Lord? But he gives him a particular term to describe Christ as the last Adam. The last Adam. Now pay attention because on Friday night, this understanding is important for you um, to understand. Because later we'll see um, how um, the Provisionism Baptists, they deny original sin and its, its implications. Okay? Now, but here, back here. So, um, why must God send a second Adam, and it will be called the last Adam. Now, why do you think so? Okay, last person ask. Uh, Benedict, oh no, uh, Kelvin. Why, why must there be a last Adam? Okay, first Adam, then that's it. And why call him, why call Christ Adam? 
Any ideas? Christ is representative as well. Representative. Okay? Now, young ones, I apologize. I know last Friday, and the last two Fridays, I keep using terms which I never realized that it may be difficult for you to catch, like moral intuition and all that. Okay, so representative, all right? So, means, actually representative, you can understand, right? Julius, you understand representative? Represent, all right? Represent. So, now this word representation is very important. Now, Adam, this man in Genesis, he is the representation, the representative of mankind. Mankind. You must remember that. When God says multiply, God says now Adam is, and I hope you learn this term, he's the federal head. Federal head. Federal, all right, means the representative of mankind. Federal is where you get the Latin from the Latin word, and anyone knows what it means? I think I thought this before. What does federal mean? Uh, Benedict. Federal. No. Federal actually means covenant. All right, Latin word to help us understand the word is covenant covenant okay now so in order to when you read scriptures to understand scriptures you must understand this concept of federal headship and covenant all right otherwise you you will think uh, no significance and when you read later on about how god saved you you don't understand no significance and eventually if you think everything is no significance and that is what we will see they will you will eventually say, well, original sin, um, uh, representative, uh, representation, this whole Presbyterian belief of covenant is not even important. It is very, very erroneous. God works from creation. Adam is the federal head of mankind. All right? So, like JB say, then what is the significance? Because he is the representation of mankind. What is the significance? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. God explains. Right? Now, let's read verses, um, verse 21, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21. Reading. For sins by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Now you suddenly understand the federal headship, representation principle, all right? Now, actually, it's the same in, 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 even in nations, all right? Sometimes we use the word federal nation, all right? Federal, federal states. Now, if you're, if you're a father of, of a certain country and then you... Uh, the parents give birth to the child, the child automatically becomes a citizen of that country, correct? The federal concept, even in what we see in today. Now, so when God says, well, go multiply, then Adam represents men. And when you look God, how God explains, by men, right? By men came death. We know then Adam 
death, when he committed sin, came death into this world. And all under him now are dead. All right? Now, then God says, well, let's put a bookmark here quickly. Let's turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Okay, chapter 5, verse 12. Shall we read verse 12 together? Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Now, now you begin to understand this, the importance of this Adam go multiply and then god says now by one man sin entered in this world death entered and then look how god described god describes it so death passed upon all men why because of the representation principle representative principle now that's why we believe in the covenant the father headship the covenant principle god works by covenant now then Look at chapter, Romans chapter 5. Then um, look at, let's read verse 18. Reading. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Now, I think now the answer becomes quite obvious. Why must there be a, another Adam? And this will be the last Adam, the final Adam. Why must it be? So it becomes very obvious now, right? So you better be able to answer this. Let's try... Uh, uh, I, f I forgot certain names. Um, Jennifer. Say again, louder. Christ... Christ now to represent man. Okay? Now, you go back to um, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Okay, now, look at verse 21. Let's read 21 together again. Um, 21 and 22, reading. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now you begin to understand your salvation. Okay? Now, this is the representation principle. Then in Christ, and he must be man. The Bible says by man came death. Then by man came also the resurrection. By man. It must be man. So it must be an Adam, man. All right? Adam, man. It must be that. So in order for us to be saved, then there must be an Adam, a man, that can represent us. So Adam represented us. He felt we all are sinners. We need to transfer our headship from this Adam to a final Adam that is perfect. Now, if Adam from the beginning obeyed God perfectly, 
then we all just become perfectly righteous and sealed. Okay? So we know he did not. We became this. The federal headship. Please keep remembering. God works by covenant. The federal headship representation principle. You cannot argue that. When you reject original sin, you're basically telling God, God, I cannot accept this. Remember that. Now, now the question is, we are born. Born under Adam and we are all sinners. By the way, you know uh, that if Eve, Eve fell and Adam did not, and you are born of Adam, then there's another perfect Eve, right? We will not be sinners. It's the man that is the federal head. God created Adam first to be federal head. That's why even in the family, God says that man is created for, it has, it has implications. When we reject headship of men, because we are influenced by, by the feminism and all that, we forget this whole principle of headship. Adam was created first. When God said Adam was created first, God is not saying Adam is superior. But out of Adam, he will be the federal head of all mankind. All right? So Christ, the second Adam. So born here. Now, how do I now transfer, transfer headship? You want to be saved, then you need to transfer citizenship, headship. That's why it's, it's called we are part of his kingdom. Now we have a different head. Now we are in this kingdom of men. All right? So how do you transfer headship? Let me ask you. Um, uh, Ife, again. You're young ones. Oh, never mind. All right, Ife, I spare you. Uh, Isaac. I didn't call you Enoch this time. <laughs> I don't know why I always call you Enoch. Isaac. Why? How, how can I transfer? How can Isaac, you're born and we're all linked to Adam, right? All right, we are all linked to Adam. Then how can you transfer headship? So this F for federal headship starts with F. By? Okay, a bit cryptic, right? Um, maybe I ask an adult, uh, Cornelius. Accept Christ as my savior by faith. Accept Christ as my savior by faith. All right, that is how you transfer headship. Now, remember, Christ used the word. We must be born again remember born again what christ is saying we are born of the first adam there was there was there was sinful and we all became sinners now we need to be born again born under adam the perfect adam him all right so and then the way to be born again is faith in the lord jesus christ Right? So, now, when we talk about this, it's not just, well, we are born all under Adam, okay, we are all related, and then, and then that's it. There are significant implications. Only when we are transferred in headship to this new federal head, then we will have the resurrection. That is why it says, for sins by man. So, remember, it must be man. It must be a man. Why must Christ take on human flesh? He is God, he's perfect. Why don't God just sacrifice himself perfectly? That's it. But it must be man. Adam was a man. God intended for man to be represent mankind. Alright? So then, Christ must be a man. And he will be called the last Adam. Alright? God intended the first Adam to be perfect, but he chose to sin. So then, by man, 
came also the resurrection. You want to have the resurrection of life from the dead. Then you need to make sure that you are under this federal headship. Now, then I ask you another question now. Is it possible? Now, when, when people say, you know, Christians are very, very um, egocentric. And they say, only Jesus Christ can save. Why is it that only Jesus Christ can save? So now, this becomes very, very apparent, right? Uh, uh, Janelle, why, why, why is it only Jesus Christ? Why can't be some other beliefs? Now, before you answer, right? Because there is this thinking among some believers increasingly. Number one, the whole, the whole message that only Jesus Christ is you. Then they ask you, oh, you mean the, those who believe in other religions, this God, that God, they're all going to hell? Right? Then the Christian begins, oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, if God loves all men, then it should not be. So that increasingly the idea of if you don't know Christ, but you, you want to worship a God, as long as you want to worship a God, as long as you believe that there is a God, um, yeah, then you can be saved, all right? All you need to do is believe, right? Believe, as long as you believe in some God, you can be saved. Okay, so Janelle, why is it not possible? Okay, because only Jesus Christ is the last Adam. Only Jesus Christ is perfect. Adam was supposed to be perfect. He could be perfect, but he chose not to be. Only Jesus Christ was perfect. Only Jesus Christ fulfilled all the, all the um, obedience on our behalf. So if Ed, Adam, the representative principle, he, if he obeyed Christ, then he represented all our obedience. Christ had to become man and have to be man and have to obey the commandments of God so that it can be imputed to us. Understand that. So now you begin to understand why it is very wrong for a Christian to begin to say, it sounds nicer, kinder. We say, as long as you believe a God. Now, let me read to you Acts 4.12. Neither is there any, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Why must it be Jesus Christ? Because it's the only federal head that God recognizes. It's the only federal head that is that can that can represent you to be perfect. All other gods are false gods. None of you, none of them can represent you unless it's a man that is perfect, obey all of God's commandments perfectly, and you put your faith in that person then be born spiritually into this group. We are born physically here, born spiritually into this group. So it must only be Christ. All right, so a lot of these fallacies come about because we don't understand this whole federal headship. You must read scriptures based on the covenantal principle. The Bible, I've said this to death many times, is called the Old Testament, the New Testament. The common word is testament. The word testament in Greek is covenant, all right? So it's always about covenant. So when you don't understand these things about your salvation, you will begin to feel, well, don't have to be Christ. 
believe in some God, you will be saved. No, how you believe, whatever you believe, is not going to cause you to be born again into this, under this federal headship. All right? So, young ones, I hope that you understand all this and adults as well. Then your faith will be firm. You won't take on any whims and fancy of, of um, what so-called Christian teaches. Now, what's the spiritual principle? What's the spiritual application? Um, uh, Shane. Believe in Christ and be saved? Okay, yeah. Um, anything else? Maybe ask fathers now. Howard. I always ask Howard. Uh, uh, let, let me see. Jonathan. So we have all this theological knowledge. Okay, have faith in Christ. Um, Howard, okay. <laughs> Since you keep looking at me, I like you want to answer, all right. <laughs> okay, he used our church theme, very good, right? Now, then as Christ walked, since we are now under this headship, as Christ walked, so we must walk as Christ because now we are having this headship, okay? Well done, even I didn't link that. Yes, well done, it is true. Right? This is our new federal head. Then we, instead of walking as sinful people, walk as Christ walked. Right? Very good. And of course, there is the whole principle. Did Christ need to come to die for us? No. Did he need to become man? No. Did he need to obey all this? He's perfect. But he obeyed all this so that he can be our representative. God said, I will come and be your representative. How can we not love him in return? How can we not realize our life belongs to him? with much joy, without delay. He said, Lord, my life is yours. And we are so thankful for this. All right? Now let us turn to God in prayer.